Hey, howdy, howdy, green team. So nice to be hanging out with you today. And uh, I'm, I'm just so excited that I get to introduce you to my buddy, Michael Alcazar. Uh, we met during the Earth Week Summit and have been had had the opportunity to just keep working together ever since. And so today we're going to be talking about the One Million Trees for Colorado project and Michael's whole kind of view on how we can form relationships with trees as a way to to uh, to get get right with ourselves and our our relationships. Um, to each other and to the world. Um, so with that, howdy, Michael, how are you doing? I'm doing great, John. Thank you so much for having me here today. Thank you for all who are tuning in um, at any time. Uh, I'd like to take this moment uh, to really ground ourselves. Um, if you are in a seated position or standing, if you could lightly you know, be present with your feet, uh, spreading your toes, Depending the, the smalls of your feet into the ground, the balls of your feet into the ground, um, relaxing all your joints, expanding upward and outward through your spine, and take four deep breaths with us. Breathe in, exhale, breathe in, exhale, breathe in, exhale. Breathe in, exhale. Hey ho, Michael Aquazar here. I need to acknowledge uh, my ancestral lineage connected to this continent, many refer to as Turtle Island. I am honored to have worked in relationship with all of my relatives the majority of my life and this includes the plants the winged creatures the four-legged hoofed creatures the two-legged creatures and through these relationships i've developed my knowledge and uh understand how to communicate in a good way and leave things better than i found them i like to specifically of course thank my parents and my grandmother uh, who uh, instilled into me uh, this path. And um, I am excited to be sharing with you. I wanna give a, a land acknowledgement uh, uh, to the land that I'm on here in near Denver, Colorado, to the Arapaho and the Cheyenne who stewarded it before me. And I'm thankful for the work that they've done. I thank you for being here. In this, I'm Michael Arcazar. I'm with InAction Brokerage and Tiny Foot Solutions. Uh, both of my companies are green companies that are um, organized to uh, help make the transition of more fair and just one for all uh, while creating a regenerative economic system. And so uh, this project, One Million Trees for Colorado, is, um, is uh, what we're going to be talking about today. And I'm going to talk about the eco-social design for it and and why I did what I did. Wow. Thank you, Michael, for starting us off on such a beautiful note. And um, yeah, everybody that's listening, you can see why uh, this guy's so special and uh, why we're so fortunate to have him with us today. Um, so Michael, how about um, 
let's start off with just telling people what the idea was. Like, how did you get the idea for this, this 1 million trees for Colorado and, and what, what is it exactly that, um, that you're putting out there as this, this idea? Yeah, like many things, it was inspired by something else. In about 2006, I want to say, I was doing a lot of agroforestry work in the South. And I read an article about a one million tree initiative that was going on in Los Angeles. And then I heard um, at the time a politician in Colorado who made mention of this one million tree challenge. And then with a lot of things, you know, I did my research and they didn't happen. Didn't happen for the city of Los Angeles. Didn't happen for the city of Denver. Didn't happen for a lot of cities that prescribed it. And, uh, you know, of course that was disappointing. I kept doing the work that I did. In uh, about four years ago, uh, I was asked to come and do an agroforestry project in Haiti. Uh, I was reluctant to do so because uh, it wasn't funded you know it was a you know it would have been a and um and i understand the circumstances of um, extreme poverty and um how that pattern um is laid upon our brothers and sisters who happen to live in a third world country and and i had a lot of concern about it but i um i manned up i got prepared for the trip i went and spent 10 days i did a one million trees for haiti project it was a five-year project this is the last year of the project i set up uh four nurseries taught about a thousand haitians bought about 1600 trees did about 10,000 tree starts and planted about 600 trees on multiple action days and then did a workshop with uh about 40 haitian farmers um, and taught them about agroforestry. And I was hoping that that prescription would, you know, get them to move in a different direction and that I would be invited back, you know, by these organizations more times and more often. Um, I still do have relationships with the organizations and with a lot of the farmers and individuals. Um, they send me pictures and stuff of the work that they're doing. It's slow going. Uh, I don't think that they've reached their 1 million challenge. Mm -hmm. But then this year I would decided, uh, you know, we need to start at home. We need to start. So I prescribed the challenge to my fellow residents, citizens in the state of Colorado. It's a relatively simple challenge. Follow us on Facebook and social media and the webpage. Share and challenge four of your friends at least and um, come back and uh, share the results on September 21st, uh, 2020, have ceremony, have a, uh, you know, what, what, whatever your community desires in that moment. I know in that moment, I'm gonna be in, in, uh, in ceremony with uh, my native relatives doing uh, traditional um, sweat, and um, sending my prayers out there that uh, this movement inspires others to do the same. You know, it's um, build right relationship with the tree. And if you don't know what that looks like, 
you can figure it out. It's not rocket science. You'll be surprised how simple it is. Um, and it is what we're called to do. Wow. So that was a great, a great summary. Um, we had a question come in from Janine. She was asking, um, what about um, fruit trees? Is that like, is there a specific kind of tree that you're, you're looking for? Or um, what, what counts? What counts as a tree? Does it need to be a native tree? Or what's, what's the deal? Thank you, Janine, for your question. It's um, a beautiful one. The reality is, is that um, the relationship that you build with a tree is dependent on your willingness to invest. I specifically focus on native species, but I understand that biodiversity is the key to success. There isn't one prescription. You need to check your bioregion, the tolerances that any tree can withstand in it, and then your willingness and commitment to that tree. And that's really what this project is about. That is learning what a right relationship looks like. It's not being told what a right relationship. It's not the theoretical. Uh, it's the applied inputs that are necessary. I love fruit trees. Uh, you know, but not all, I, I mean, my favorite tree is the avocado. That's how this whole thing started for me as a child. I was a Johnny Appleseed of avocados. My grandma would be very frustrated with me. I had every windowsill covered with jars and avocado starts, and I would be constantly told to rotate them out. And I would, and then they would be right back filled up. I remember at least, um, a year of doing that but my grandmother said no that was going on for quite a long time couple two three years when you're young and it was just my thing i love to see the way they opened up i love to see the way the roots came out of them the way it started and even now my father still tells me when he's in san jose he was present for me as a child planting some avocado trees that are still producing fruit and so you know you can you can't do that in colorado i can't i can't get an avocado tree to produce fruit here we can grow them but um it's very difficult circumstance to actually get it to produce fruit and uh, you know that relationship is still something i'm figuring out if you know how to grow an avocado tree in colorado please share with me because i'd love to learn it um i grow the trees but i can't get them to produce fruit so uh, it is what it is um yeah get that relationship put in that work do do the investment and and uh and bear the fruit and then enjoy and share the surplus and i i think that your approach michael addresses a lot of the concerns that people have um about there's a lot of kind of big tree planting projects where people are just you know, just, it's like, oh, let's plant them by drones and let's do it as fast as we can. And, and there's, there's some merit. I understand that there's some merit to that because we are, you know, trying to, to turn this thing around. But um, I think that your idea of being in relationship with the tree, and it, it kind of makes me think of dating or something like going back to Janine's question of, you know, is it, should it be a fruit tree? Like, is, are fruit trees okay? Because that's, you know, producing food, um, but maybe it's not native. Um, but, you know, so it's kind of like dating. If you're going to really be in a relationship with this tree, 
then if it's in your front yard and you get to have that relationship every day, that's great. Or if you want to do something somewhere else and learn about more of the native trees, then that is also great. And um, you need to go with whatever actually works for you. And so, so Michael, a couple of people um, who heard about this had some questions. Like one is somebody with a faith community. So they have a fair amount of property. They might be able to do something there. Um, another is a, a Facebook group, a sustainability group, and they're thinking, hmm, maybe we could do a project around Colorado, um, do kind of a, a group project. But most of these people have literally no idea where to start. So what would be some of the resources that they could reach out to in their communities to get some ideas flowing about what kinds of trees, where they could be planting, you know, just starting from, um, from ground zero, where, what would be some, some resources you could point them to? Yeah. First and foremost, myself, you know, as an, as a traditional ecological knowledge practitioner, you know, I am deeply invested in these relationships. All of those projects that you mentioned, I want you to know that if you do the research, you'll figure out relatively quickly that they're failures. Uh, there's a lot of money going into them and the trees are not being cared for after they're being planted. And um, I've read a lot about the failures. Um, we, and, and so that's why I'm, I'm challenging most people to focus on their property and their land where they can have active interactions with these trees and, and, and keep this going. Uh, as an ecosystem service provider, you know, um, uh, my work is done in, in um, public lands and in nature. And so I utilize a lot of the resources with Bureau of Land Management, with Rocky Mountain National Forest, with Colorado State University's uh, um, Forestry Department, uh, with my local government, with my city, uh, with my county, uh, my city, my county, and with my state government. All of them have resources and individuals who are jobs to do this work. Your public library has a plethora of information. And in this moment, you could probably get a librarian to just do the majority of the work for you because that's what they love to do and they're not getting the chance to uh, do it. They're, they're trained at, at, at uh, getting this information and getting it to you. Um, I work with a permaculturalist and um, we have several permaculture organizations within the state of Colorado. Uh, it's an international movement. And so you may find permaculturalists in your neck of the woods. Um, and, you know, like I said, I, you know, I can consult over Zoom over the phone in person is pre preferable and most importantly in relationship with the land. I don't give out prescriptions over the phone. I have to come and see and be and interact. I don't have the arrogance to say that, oh, this is what you do and this is how you do it. I listen and interact with the environment and they tell me what they need. And then that's how I give the prescription. And, uh, and I'm very attuned to that. Um, and I believe I can do it a lot better than majority of these projects that are going on out there. And so, yeah, reach out to me, reach out to any one of those resources that I gave. Okay. 
So, okay, so just to kind of recap, so every city or county or whatever has, no matter where you are, there should be an arborist somehow connected. So that would be somebody that knows a little bit about that local um, bioregion, um, that if there's a permaculture guild in your area, that's another place. And then the, those people can also point you to where might have native trees or, or know more about that. Um, and then reaching out to you directly. And yeah, the Arbor, the, um, uh, the Arbor Day Foundation uh, can do it uh, as well. That's another great resources, resource in the United States. Um, there is an international agroforestry uh, movement out of Kenya um, that also has a lot of resources for folks in Africa. And, um, but you know, Africa is a huge continent, is, you know, larger than the United States. And so there's a lot of biodiversity in bioregions. It's not applicable uh, to every place. And, and you have to be mindful of that. Um, so um, let's see, I want to show people what it, what the resources are over on your website and the Facebook page. But first we got a question from Mushawa so Bushawa is working with Darwin in Zambia, and you know Darwin. Um, and so they have their, their goal of planting 10,000 trees in their region and starting 100 community gardens. Um, and I think Mushawa's question is just like, how do you get people? So these, these guys have this view, this vision, let's plant 10,000 trees because you know, a, a lot of what's happening with climate change is in these hotter climates that the daytime temperatures are going up, but nighttime temperatures are going up more. And so that was one of the things Darwin mentioned, plus the with COVID of people having less ability to go out and earn money and less access to to food. So they have this really beautiful vision, but what are some ideas that you think of, of how to get your community, how to communicate that and get them on board? You know, that's a super difficult question. It really is, you know, it, it, bottom line is it comes down to investment. How much are you willing to invest in your community? The right relationships that you have in creating strategic partners happens over time. It's not, you know, a lot of relationships that I've developed are only starting to fruit now. People are starting to recognize, like, you've been doing this work the entire time I've known you, 30, 40 years in some cases, and uh, you haven't got any traction. Why is that? Well, I can tell you it's because I don't invest in those relationships. I invest with my relationships in the woods, in, in doing the work with the land. And that's reciprocated in healthy, vibrant ecosystems. And so to learn from my mistakes, my prescription is, is that you invest in relationship and create strategic partnerships with individuals in proximity to power, money, and organization. And you do so in a healthy, um, collaborative way. Uh, there's nothing wrong with earning a living. Uh, there is something wrong with doing it without an ethic and not holding yourself accountable to it. And, and that's what we have in this current moment. So uh, do that. Um, and then the second part of that prescription is 
build the relationships with your old growth forest. Go and observe and interact with the patterns. Spend time investing in those relationships. If you see a plant that is struggling, figure out how to help it. Do something. Don't just watch it. Do something. Um, and through those relationships, you'll see the cycle, the life cycle of the plant. You'll see the reproductive cycle of the plant. You'll know when it's time to harvest seed. You'll know when it's time to plant seed. And you'll know, you know, when it's time to transplant those plants. Um, that that just comes with uh, with investment. And so if you want your historical um, track record to be one of positive contributions to the system, then you have to be uh, you have to be keystone to that and you have to hold yourself accountable to that. Like I said, I haven't done the best job with the humans. Um, they're, they're, you know, they're the least of it, but I'm, I'm coming out of my comfort zone. Yeah, I'm doing these Zoom digital stuff. It's all new to me. And, you know, it's not uh, it's not uh, what I've always done. I've always invested in children. I was a, a 30 year teacher in the educational system. And I really love working with the young. They're super easy to show them the application and you don't have to convince them of anything. They can see the evidence that their hands made a difference. And, um, and there's adults, they like to spend a lot of time talking about stuff and not doing <laughs> anything. So, That's so true. <laughs> yeah, last night I was at a meeting and I, I suggested, you know, doing something as part of the, the 2020 International Climate Action Challenge um, that, you know, what could you do in 90 days? And this 10 year old boy was like, all right, here's what we could do. We could start composting in our school. All the kids could go around and pick it up. They could bring it to one place. They could put it in a community garden. They could grow food there. They could bring it back to the veg to the cafeteria. You know, but it was like, yes. <laughs> and he was he was miles ahead of the, you know, the you because I think adults, we have like, well, you know, all these obstacles and, and they were just going. So that's a really good point to, you know. So, so Mushawa, if you guys are having any difficulties getting going, focusing on youth, and Mushawa's background is in youth engagement. And the cool thing, I don't know if you heard this, Michael, but Mushawa and Darwin, they got, um, they are now Earth Guardian Zambia. So I know that you do a lot of work with Earth Guardians. Um, so um, yeah, so their Earth Guardians is setting up a GoFundMe um, project for to to help fund their their vision. So it's a it's pretty cool. It's more than cool. It's exactly what what's needed in this moment. Yeah, those young people to just do it, not ask for permission, just know what the solution is and work positively towards it. Right, and don't and I think this is the other thing is that you know they're that people think that you're going to find the money, the, the whatever first and then do it. And it really goes the other direction. You have to first just do it. And then you prove that you are the kind of people that can do it. And, and that is going to attract, then you'll be able to attract people who want to support something like that. So don't wait to get everything figured out first. Just see if you can start making it happen. Um, I want to share real quick the, the website. Um, 
So this is OMT and the number four, co.org. So One Million Trees for Colorado. So if you go here, you get the quick intro to what the challenge is. So as Michael said before, plant a tree on September 21st. Um, at, anytime. Or any, so anytime? Yeah, on the 21st is just the land acknowledgement ceremony and okay. celebration. Okay. I'll be planting trees on that day as well, but it's, and you are welcome to, you know, do it all in one day. Uh, but I would, you know, I'm really, I want every, you know, different bioregions in Colorado need trees planted at different times of the year. This date was specifically picked because the entire state can, can plant a tree, but I've had several people plant hundreds and hundreds of trees. And my hope is that they share on this day what the work they've done throughout 2020 and um, and, and we can move forward. So, gotcha. um, okay. so you, you can know. plant plant anytime and and buy and on September 21st to do the land acknowledgement and we'll kind of see how many trees have been planted to that point. Um, and then post on social media and encourage your friends to like and share about the One Million Trees um, movement and challenge four friends to do the same. Um, and then also on this page, there is the, the link to the GoFundMe site. So this is a volunteer-led operation. So if you want to contribute, that would be amazing. Also, if you click on that social media kit, then you can... Um, download some of these like this is a good one <laughs> get right with the trees people uh, so if you want to share about the uh on social media then you can just download some of these things and be able to share there there's also the facebook page so if you're doing something and you want to to post it then you can go ahead and um and do that there okay so, um, so Janine had a question about, you know, there's, there's personal action projects and then there's policy. So how, why do you think tree planting is such, uh, like such a great place to start, like compared, I, I think what she's getting at is there's so many different things that people could do, um, why do you think that that tree planting is a is a great kind of entry point or of, of all the things that you could do what's why do you think it is a, a good place to, to focus i just um i have always had a very intimate relationship with these relatives you know i remember i grew up in inner city san jose so this is this would be foreign to most children growing up in that environment and hearing stories of, you know, I remember feeling like I was lost at a very young age and the only comfort I could find was in hugging a tree. And when my mom found me, that's how she found me. And it was a good laugh for my relatives. Um, so, you know, it just has always resonated in me that, um, that, that this is a, a slow, simple solution and that, um, and that uh, through this development of this relationship, that um, 
I have better understanding of what it is to communicate in a positively way with my environment and to, you know, do my best to fit in because it's, it's extremely difficult. When I got mainstreamed, I really struggled with like, these people are moving in a different pattern. I don't understand that language. I don't, you know, is this English even? I was like, I don't, it was foreign to me. It took a lot of persistence to, to really fit in. Um, and I still, you know, I still walk around not feeling like I am fitting in and, um, and I'm still continuing to work on who I am as a person. And it all started with writing these relationships with trees. And so, yeah, that's why I'm here. And, you know, my, my background is um, in engineering and I feel like it, a lot of people in the Earth Week Summit were talking about decolonizing your relationships, your relationships with each other, your relationships with nature. And I think that a lot of the sustainability kind of uh, initiatives that are proposed do stick within that kind of corporatized, colonized model that we have to go through some big corporation or government entity to to solve this thing. And I think what I what I love about the way that you talk about the tree planting is that it's more about getting go straight to nature. Go straight to the old growth forest and see what they're saying and figure out, you know, what what is it? How are they cooperating? How have they managed to to have this society that has lasted for for millennia and what can we learn from them and and you know then if you are working on those other things too that you're doing it from a point of we have that we have nature as your primary teacher and then the humans are are the secondary <laughs> teachers not to be uh you know taken too too highly over over what the natural cycles are already teaching us. Yeah. Yeah. In closing, I just want to leave you guys with this. Again, I'm Michael Alcazar, In Action Brokerage and Tiny Foot Solutions. Coming up on the horizon is the International Mycelial Conference, which I'll be uh, presenting at and I'm helping orchestrate. It normally takes place in uh, Telluride, but it's going to be virtual this year. So everybody will have the opportunity to participate in it and learn about one of our most important kingdoms. Um, well, I don't know about our most important, but uh, definitely one of our uh, least studied relatives that we need to been around for billions of years and we need to learn about what right relationships look through that. The um, North America Permaculture Convergence is also coming up. I will be doing a regenerative toolkit series in Bennett, Colorado in the coming weeks. Tune in for that. You can find me on Facebook. Um, uh, I'll be doing some things with the Earth Guardians here coming up soon uh, as well. I just recently returned from the South. Uh, I am available to travel if you need help with ecosystem services, with permaculture design, um, with any of your uh, green building projects. Um, we, we can get it done. Uh, so be checking, check me out on Facebook, uh, follow, like, and, uh, you know, join the 1 million trees movement, uh, 1 million trees for movement. That four is extremely important. That was a four direction blessing that was set forth in Haiti when this thing started four or five years ago. And, 
and my hope is is that uh, yeah we each plant a million trees within our lifetime and that uh, the abundance that is produced on the other side is reflective of the new normative uh, right relationships with the environment the only place left on this planet that we can sacrifice is the built environment and we need to start doing it we need to do the work do the work <laughs> um, when, when Michael and I were talking about this I think the words that came up were responsibility and relationships and this idea, so the do the work, no more excuses. You don't have to cancel those because of COVID. You don't have to cancel it because you don't know where the money is going to come from. You know, nature shows that it's producing, each tree produces this bazillions of seeds. And, um, you know, it's, it's, there, it's right in front of us of how to, to live this uh, abundant way in connection with nature. Um, and so anyhow, thank you so much, Michael, for, for joining us today. And yeah, you can find Michael on Facebook. I'll put that link in there. Um, also at the Denver Permaculture Guild website. Okay, right. Denver. And I'll be teaching through there as well as if you're interested in some permaculture classes, uh, mm. there's, there's going to be classes through there as well. Yeah, awesome. All right. Thank you so much and have a great day and everybody get out there and get, get right with the trees people and uh, go out and help plant a million trees. Thanks, Michael. Bless. Bye. Thanks everybody Bye. for tuning in today. Bye.